Weekends with Matt Prater on Vision. So I'm chatting with Bob Mendelson, my friend from Jews for Jesus. Shalom, my brother. Shalom. Uh, now, you've got a special message that you're bringing around the nation called Christ in the Passover. Tell us what it's all about. It makes so much sense for a Jew to see the Passover, to think Passover. This is that time of year. Of course, April 9th um, is a Sunday. April 10th this year begins the Passover. Last year, they were three weeks apart from Easter and Passover, but this year it's during Holy Week. And so for a Jewish person like me and so many of your listeners, Jewish people think in terms of this time of year with Passover and redemption from Egypt and freedom from Pharaoh and a celebration of freedom. Christians this time of year think about the death of Jesus, celebration of freedom, deliverance from a Pharaoh or a master who was evil like Satan. So the stories are the same. It's just a different context. In the Passover, Jewish people eat unleavened bread and horseradish. Christians have cross, double cross, what are they called? The buns? Hot cross buns. Those are are words. Not double cross buns. I get get confused. (laughs) I never grew up with it. And especially during Passover, I can't have the bread. Yeah. See, so none of that. But you have hot cross buns, you have ham, you have all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. but it's nothing Jewish. Mm, okay. Now, a lot of people, uh, like I actually was just talking to a guy from a homeless shelter uh, last night, and I said, oh, why don't you come in here, Bob, from Jews for Jesus? And he goes, yeah, I don't really get the whole thing with Judaism and Christianity. Can you explain it to me? <laughs> and while, so, while standing on one leg, <laughs> can you do and, that? And I, I tried to think, how do I, you know, how do I, so I kind of said, well, you know how there's the Old Testament and the New Testament? The Old Testament is the, is the, you know, the, the history of Israel and, and the poetic books and the prophetic books. And I thought, now, how do I keep this simple? So how would you, how would you simplify it? Yeah. What do you, what do you say when people ask you that? Look, the Older Testament, I call it older. Older, yeah. Yeah. Is a focus on what God wants to talk to his people about. And so it's how we're supposed to get along with one another, how we're supposed to get along with him. It's a holy book and it's an anticipating book that points us towards a person and a culmination of time. The person, the Messiah, and the culmination of time, the kingdom of God. The Newer Testament looks back at the person and looks forward to the fulfillment of the of the culmination of time. So it's one book. Mm. Hence, I use the terms Older and Newer Testaments to mean one book. And I would say for this for this one person, while I'm standing on one foot, mm-hmm. the Older Testament is looking forward to something that's yet to come. The Newer Testament looks back to the person who came. Mm. Wonderful, absolutely simple description. I'll tell that guy now. I'll say, hey, listen to the radio. You know. Uh, now, the other thing I wanted to just ask you about is, you know, there's a lot of Christians who are researching more about the Hebrew roots of a Christian faith, and they're starting to. Uh, you know, celebrate the festivals and the feasts and uh, actually, you know, focus on them a lot. And I think it's great because they're in the Bible and it's good to understand, uh, you know, the history and tradition. Um, but some uh, probably focus on it uh, in, a, in an unhealthy way, if you know what I'm saying. So what are your thoughts on, as a believer, how much should we acknowledge the feasts and the festivals, and, and, and should we practice them? You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? There's nothing wrong with recognizing the appointments of the Lord. That's what they're called, appointments. And look, if 
Malcolm Turnbull sent you an email and said, I'd like you to come to Canberra, you wouldn't say, yeah, I'm a little busy that day. You'd say, the appointment is set, I'm coming. And you'd move, you know, hell and high water to get there. I mean, that's how it works. So God says in Leviticus 23, these are the appointed feasts. That's the King James. But the Hebrew is, these are the appointments. So there's nothing festive or, you know, we think of festivals, we think of a fete in the neighborhood, we think of snags, I'm not quite sure why. But we, it's really about God meeting with people. Mm. So that's the point. In Acts chapter 15, the community of faith, nicknamed the church, had a discussion, had a council, had a decision they had to render about Gentiles, this new group called Gentiles for Jesus. They, they tried to figure out what to do with them. They were driving Subarus with stickers on them, Gentiles for Jesus. And and so what, what they had they came up with was not a decision, okay, Gentiles, you have to be circumcised. In fact, they knocked that back 100%. They said, why should we dump on them a thing that we don't even keep ourselves? Mm. So they the, the Jewish believers in Jesus determined that for the Gentiles in the movement, now called the church, that four things are required. None of them has to do with festivals. None of them has to do with circumcision or wearing fringes or going to Israel. None of that. So one would say undergirding that question, under the undergirding the answer should be it's not required. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong? No, it's not wrong to celebrate what God did. I mean, when you look at Passover, look what God did. When you look at Rosh Hashanah or the blowing of trumpets or the uh, the Day of Atonement and see what great grace God has to forgive us our sins, what an awesome picture of his, his heart for people, the tabernacles where he wants to dwell with humanity. That's awesome. So is that required? No. First things first, not required. Is it okay? Sure. Just know your own heart. I think my question to people is always who who want me to come come along with them in what's called nicknamed Torah observant is to say, what's your own motivation? Don't tell me. Just check yourself. Look in your own mirror and decide, well, I'm trying to please a very punitive, commanding, demanding God. Well, if that's so, give it up because that's not the way to get God's approval. If it's because I love him and I want to do that, sweet. Enjoy. Mm, wonderful. I just love uh, hearing you explain this. And, you know, I think uh, people will be curious to find out more about your ministry. Of course, you're on Facebook if people want to look you up, Jews for Jesus, Australasia. What's the website if people want to go and have a look there? It's pretty simple. They don't even have to type in a long website. They can just Google Jews and Jesus. It'll go right to our site. Mm. But it's Jews for Jesus, all spelled out, dot org dot au. Thank you so much, and uh, God bless you, mate, and a happy Easter from all of us. Thanks, my friend. (laughs) Shalom. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.